Well, week seven was a thriller for ACC football. Saw a lot of highs, saw a couple lows and all that in between. But either way it went, it was great for our football programs. We'll talk about all of that and just where we landed on the he said, she said, fan said. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod on our YouTube page. We always love it when your fans talk to us because we certainly talk back. It has been a very very interesting week for the ACC. A lot to go over here. We had really great games this past weekend, all conference play, and it was a lot of highs, a couple lows, and really exciting for me because for the first week ever, I beat both Kenton and the fans when it comes to he said, she said, fan said. So excited to talk through that today. You can see it's already my energy is high because I haven't had a win in quite some time, if ever. Okay, so we're going to rock this party out. Kenton, how are you feeling? I feel great. You know, it's always great to see, uh, you know, great to see the little guy win, you know, the underdog, if you will. You know, it's it's always great to see that happen. Right. Like like when the U.S. beat the Soviets in the in the uh, 1980s hockey game. You know what I mean? Like when we saw the undefeated Patriots lose to your New York Giants, that type of deal. You know, you you've seen some tough breaks some of these weeks and predictions. And this was your week. The, first the, all, first the all, wind first shined all. upon you. Don't play with Eli ever in your life. Second of all, it's only week seven, so I still have plenty of time to ultimately beat the group. That's just I'm gonna I'm gonna lay that out here now. Yeah, we'll go ahead and go over the games and how the results were, but I'm still riding this very much high. So you deserve it. That. You deserve it, Queen. It's see, see, it's the antagonistic approach that will get you jacked up here on this show. What do you want from me? What do you want? I'm saying I'm congratulating All hell the queen. Great job, Adelaide. Candace. That's what I said. Everyone I said tells me I'm not the football queen. analyst of the group. So just give me all, all the flowers. I need all of it because this may never happen again. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you this, okay? <laughs> this week is an important week. Because mm-hmm. this week is the week that may turn things around for Candace, you know? Come on, somebody. It's been a rough start. Been a little bit of a tough go. And but this could is. be the week. This could be the week, you know. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how I kicked it off though. Okay. So this this here, Florida State, yeah. Florida State Seminole, Seminoles decided they wanted to do a big one against Syracuse. Sorry to our forever orange girlfriend, because I don't know what you you tried to tell your team to get together and instead. They did. They listen. said offense optional. Yeah. Defense yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Tough go for Dino. 
I know he gave high praise to Keon Coleman, but I would have loved if, like, I don't know, your cornerbacks, safeties, anybody, somebody, secondary, did they not have a chance? That's what it felt like. There was just you, he, you can't stop that. I mean, he's a Blitnikoff esque, borderline Heisman. He's just having a season of his life. That one hand catch by Keon Coleman. Mercy. Keon. Should have wrapped the game up. They should have wrapped the Stop game up it. after that one. Yeah, Keon, these are these are, some of these young men were slow dancing at prom a couple months ago, Keon. They have families. They got family. They, they got mama was, was watching. Daddy was watching. Yeah. Keon, stop they, it. They actually turned the channel after that one. I ain't gonna hold you. I, listen, if my son got deal like that, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you, you know. I'm not saying I'll turn the channel. i get up and go get something to drink. You know, that's you know the point I mean? where I can go to the bathroom. 100%. You know? 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah, but, but, no, very seriously, Florida State is rolling. These are two teams trending in the opposite direction, of course. Florida exactly. State had some bumps in the road early where they kind of looked str- – they struggled to look human, and now they're looking like the, the big, bad bully of the ACC. And Syracuse, each one of their last three losses has been by more and more – and more points. First, they lost to Clemson by 17, then UNC by 33, then this week to Florida State by 38. And no, I did not try to make that rhyme. This is how it worked out. Um, This is tough, real tough. It's tough because for me, for let's start with Florida State. Great on them. You know, between Coleman, Bell, Williams, you have your offense really clicking. You have Jordan Travis making sure that, you know, you put people's foot on their necks and you keep it on there. You have Toa Philly getting busy. You have Benson getting busy. Like, everyone has a hand. And, of course, Jared Verse and company, they're always going to be famous. I love it. Like, high praise, high praise. For Syracuse, it's troubling because it's it's deja vu. We literally have been here before. Mind you, they got to 6-0 last time before yep. they started trending. But now you're trending down faster. And, you know, the loss of Gadsden couldn't have been that great to where you can't find some help defensively. I mean, yeah, Gadsden don't cover nobody, but talk about how big the loss was offensively. Yeah. If you think about what a player like him does for you, you need the table center. You need that guy offensively that draws the defense's attention so that the other guys can then go make a play. Because that – the leader of that group, the 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 main, the head of the yeah. snake is like, hey, I'm, you got to watch out for me. You got to dedicate some bodies to me. And now all of a sudden, when y'all are watching him, oh, he's just running the clear out route for this guy and so on and so forth. And, then, you know, like I said, the key for Syracuse this year was going to be finding playmakers on offense outside of Aranda. And they haven't been able to. They yeah. just haven't been able to. Not in the run game, not in the pass no. game. Garrett no. Schrader is trying to do all he can with his legs, but you get swallowed up in that backfield pretty quick when they sniff you out with such a powerful defense as Florida State. So tough loss for them. Like I said, they're going in, the, like we said, they're going in the wrong direction. All the fans plus us picked FSU without question. Yeah. Yeah. And also, also, let's give Syracuse uh, some love for their one bright, we're not, okay, well, I, their bright spot in LaQuint Allen. He showed up. He showed out. He had himself a ball game, but, you know, ugh, it was tough. It was tough. Tough. <clears throat> I think <laughs> finding the one bright spot and letting it be that as your next comment. I, he did. He he showed up. He rushed it's for over 100 funny. yards, it's over funny. five yards of carry. You know, you can't ask for much more. You can ask for more. You sure could. You could have asked for a little. Stop it. Okay. All right. Stop it. 
Let's talk about the next matchup here, Virginia Tech and Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest program, who has, of course, has struggled offensively, and I know you, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, we've been trying to figure out just where, when, and where it was going to click for the Hokies. Well, welcome to the party. Welcome to some offensive, you know, powerhouse in terms of just getting 30 points from the board. We love to see yeah. it. You know, I, I think this game is so interesting because, I mean, it – it seems so perplexing that – am I incorrect here in saying Mitch Griffiths was benched and then the main guy gets hurt? What are what are they going to do going forward? Well, like, what happens for Wake Forest as far as this, this goes to where they finally find the offensive key is, all right, we need to go away from Mitch. And now it's like, LOL, JK, um, we're Mike back. Stern said, uh, can't do it. We're back. We're back. Uh, you know, we – uh it's 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 a really unfortunate situation um but with that being said can we talk about virginia tech we talk about turning turning that thing around turning they, that thing well around. let's one let's give praise because we found our quarterback yeah you got your qb1 got your qb1 got your Ron, QB1. Ron, let's get it together okay and now you're not who was ollie jennings who you were very high on throughout the season you yeah. got some new players in the conversation right yeah, you've absolutely. got lane you've absolutely. got gosnell you got tootin was toting once again right we think yeah. we're really excited about it yeah and i've, I've been i've been high on tootin from day one you know what i mean that is that's a guy him and ollie jennings were the two guys i looked at as like the playmakers to watch out for this team if they were going to do something decent. Like, if there was anything that was going to happen for this team, those are the two that I was looking at saying, hey, they're going to have to carry the water for you. And at the end of the day, those two being good has helped Kyron Jones at the end of the day. They, it, it truly has. So. <laughs> now, Tootin's name I ever heard you call, but I'm going to let you have that one. Wow. Wow, here we go. That one. So, let me say this. I will not lie and say, oh, this is th- – he's the guy – the running game, did I not say that they were going to have to establish some type of running game this you year? Did. In order for me. You very much did. Okay. Please, All right. Please, I knew please. that whoever they played so nothing about you, you going to run that tape back. So I, I give you your props. Whoever whoever they – the fans have been running the tape back on me. They've been running back that NC State had the top defense in – and I was, oh, I'm sorry. I meant they had the top defense in terms of sacks, which they did, which I talked about the quarterback before that and after that, but we'll get to that a little later. Anywho. The reality is very simple. This Virginia Tech team is figuring things out. They're figuring out how to win. The defense is playing Virginia Tech defense. <laughs> Shane is down there like, wait, how they get Beaver ball back before me? That was my daddy. That was my pappy. How they get Beaver ball? But I don't get no Beaver ball down here in South Carolina. Well, can we got to give ourselves a hand clap of praise because mm-hmm. we picked Virginia Tech. Baby, yeah. I'm never going against Lane Stadium on a Saturday. I'm telling you now. And the fans pick Wake Forest. See? Mm-hmm. I know they have buyer's remorse. And that gives y'all y'all's first L of the deck. First L. Right here, because there's more coming. All right. Let's talk about uh, the Louisville game. Because help the church, Lord. But first, <sighs> Game Time is the only ticketing app that keep, gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront, so you know what you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College. That's L O C K E D O N 
C-O-L-L-E-G-E, for $20 off. Download Game Time today for last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We also want to talk about our friends here at Prize Picks. Make sure that you are getting your Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide an even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits to your account this football season. With Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on college using code Locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Kenton, I can't believe we have to do this, but here we go. Louisville, that's why you, you know what? This reminds me of UNC, right? I hate to make it whatever the analogy, but when you're really good, you're feeling yourself head up high, shoulders back, and you're just not used to that sort of claim to fame, the, the prowess of being the top dog, the best of the best, the number one spot, the power of rankings. You're trending upward. You have all the things going for you. Nobody can mess with you. You're undefeated. You're riding a high, you beat Notre Dame, a top 10 program. Nobody can tell you nothing, nothing walking around campus, shoulders back, all the things. You definitely squatted the bed. You were not prepared because you felt like this was a gimme. And Pitt said, hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought we were finished. And Peninsula Pete, I'm glad you're here because he told y'all Pitt is about to make a run. I don't know about a run, but they sure did a little two-step. Listen, it it don't matter if they do a run or a a walk or a brisk jog. They did their big one on this one. That's that's all you can ask for. Like, at the end of the day, this is a pit team that we all looked at and said, man, they're done. They're toast. Stick a fork in them. They look horrible. Again, they were a team that every loss was bigger than the last, every single one, back to back to back. And then what do they do? They go out there and beat this team. And not only do they beat this team, Candace, let me give you a fun fact about this game. Sure. Pitt all year against F- FBS teams had not once, had not one time, exceeded 25 points and they dropped 38 amazing but let me ask you this now let me ask you this because we've been really high on Louisville's defense right we've been pretty sound about halfway decent just enough offense did Pitt win this game or did Louisville lose this game I now now I hate to do this come on I hate to do this I'm lying I enjoy doing this I told y'all about Jack Plummer didn't I I told y'all he ain't his daddy. Obviously, I was joking. I know that Jake Plummer ain't his daddy, but I told y'all that I I warned y'all all year about Jack Plummer, and I was called a hater. I said that I just hate Louisville. Fun fact, and you can ask him about this. Me and Aston Gelati spoke at ACC Media Day, just me and him one-on-one, chopping it up, talking shop, talking D-Live, and I told him I've always loved Louisville, man. It's, it, the, the city reminds me of home. Louisville reminds me a lot of Detroit. Always enjoy going there. The city has a lot of characters. Beautiful city. Blue collar, hardworking folks. With that being said, I knew all along you got to get Jack on board. Jack is the key. And 
you know, he's your he's your hero and your heroine, as they say, right? He could be the best thing in the world for you. He could give you the win. He could give you everything you need, or he can destroy you that quick, that quick. And that's that's what happened in this game. I mean, it's, and with it's, sure, and with a top fifteen program, you can't afford a sometimes Z quarterback. Yeah, you, at, at yeah. one position, you cannot afford. You can afford sometimes your secondary falling flat. You can afford sometimes your O line maybe losing some some trenches in the I, battle in the battlefield. But you cannot have a bad quarterback. I, I disagree. I think if you're going to be a top 10 team, you got to be solid all the way around. Where Louisville was, you got to be solid all the way around. If you ever agree with me after I make a point, I promise you I'm going to play the numbers. I promise okay. you I'm going to play the numbers. You won this week. You should go play the numbers anyway. I go honestly ahead. should. And go I, ahead. And I might. And when I hit the billion, I promise you I was going to be locked on. But all no. I'm saying is <laughs> – you can't be sometimes at the quarterback position. No, I, I do agree, though. I mean, these are 18 to 22-year-olds, but I do agree. The quarterback is the most important position in football. Um, and they – so I'll say this. I I think that at every position you need to be solid enough to yeah. where if this guy is having a bad game, everybody else rallies around him and picks him up, regardless of position, right? Like like you were talking about with the, if the secondary is having a bad game, the D-line got to eat. Y'all got to get home quick. Because yeah. the, the secondary is struggling a little bit. If your right. D-line is struggling, your offense needs to be amazing. If your offense is struggling, your defense needs to show up big time. Complimentary football is the name of the game. And in this game, it just wasn't there at any level. Yeah. Their I just offense, like they never got excited. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and the biggest thing that was a little bit surprising to me was not so much, oh, yeah, they lost and they're struggling and so on and so forth. It was the fact that Pitt – even in this win, still like it's it's a classic pit football win. And that you don't look at anybody on their offense and say, oh, you just blew it out the water. Sure. You're looking at the defense and the special teams. You're looking at Devonshire, who always seems to come through in the clutch. And I promise you, anytime you see somebody in pit running the other way with the ball in a moment where they really need it, it's probably MJ Devonshire. Yeah. And here he was, Johnny on the spot again. So you're you're looking at this situation, and you know, it's it's nothing to say, but Louisville, your season is still ahead of you. All of the things that you wanted, still in front of you. Everything is still right there in front of you in terms of one conference loss being bad, but you still have an opportunity to play multiple teams that are going to be either in that conversation or, you know, you went out. Who knows what these other teams ahead of you would do? Well, I also think that, you know, the name, yes, people hold L's, but at the same time, I think for Pitt, you're a spoiler now. Your season might not be going how you want it to go, but damn it, if you can't spoil some seasons, you can absolutely hurt a lot of feelings as you go through the rest of this bad boy. And I think that's something to hang your hat on. Brick by brick, game by game, you just got you got to remind – that was the reminder game of Pitt ain't no chumps. And I, I appreciate that for them. I'm going to tell you this. Pitt's season is very much so still in play when you look at their schedule. Next game, a Wake Forest team that's limping in. That's the true. game, you, at the game after that, you got a Notre Dame team who coming off. Kid, we've seen kid. a lot of we've that seen kid. a lot of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde out of that team, but I'm not. We can even pencil that one in as a L. These are their remaining games after they got Notre Dame and Florida State left. So that's two more that you like. All right, yeah, go ahead and pack that up. Right after that, Syracuse, BC, and Duke to close the season out. So well, hold on now. You said Florida State. Stop. That could, that could be a spoiler. Stop playing. Okay, so let's just say they spoil one of these games, right? Let's just say they spoil either Notre Dame, 
a Notre Dame or Florida State or Duke, if they spoil one of those, they're, now they're in the bowl game. Now they're in the bowl game, and they got wins over multiple top 15 teams at that point. Let's go. I'm bowling. just saying. Pat Narduzzi, yeah, Pat Narduzzi is the type, okay? And we all picked Louisville. We all took our L, and we'll just keep the thing rolling. Now yeah. let's get to the fun part, people. My favorite game of the week. Course, it had to be the Tar Heels. But first, let's talk about Athletic Brewing Company. Now we want to make sure you know that Athletic Brewing has completely changed the game for non-alcoholic beer. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. The brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They're fit for all time, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity more enjoyable. Watching a big game, enjoy with your kids, no hangover ever. Make sure you try. Make sure you check out Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get fifteen percent off your first online order. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Kenton game of the week, only because ten years ago you had Zero Dark Thursday, Miami and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. North Carolina was having a great season. You play at night, you do all the bells and whistles, you do all the zero dark BS, and they lay an egg. Yeah. Now you got the same North Carolina team who this is a different program, different energy. And for once, I can finally say, okay, we're doing the big one here. We understand the assignment. We're not looking past anybody. We're not looking ahead. We're in the present moment. And thank God the NCAA got his senses together and brought back Tez Walker. One, two, three touchdowns. Feel me. Okay. And me and the fans are on the North Carolina vibe. You had to catch up a little bit. You're still not a believer, but I would hope after this conversation, we have made you a believer. Uh, I hate to do this again, but uh, Mario let one loss turn to two losses and two losses is about to turn into three. Ooh-wee. You think so? Yeah. And Tell Lord us. forbid, Lord forbid, you let that turn to three losses, you might mess around and get a four. With that being said, this game, you've got to give Tez Walker his credit. Now you see why the governor and the, a, uh, and the AG were writing letters. Now you see. Now it makes sense. They did the big one to get our Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, from now on, fans, I mean, you know, people like to vote by party lines. All I'm saying is, look at your uh, representatives, look at your governors and whatnot, see who who their alma mater is, because, you know, that's important these days. You can get a player eligible, but that's neither here nor there. The reality is, Tez Walker dominated this game. He dominated. that. He, he didn't play well. He absolutely dominated. He and Drake may have a connection that looks like they've been playing together for years, Absolutely. which is insane. And with that being said, you look at those two and you say, oh, well, they're throwing the ball so well. You know, I, they probably are, are struggling on the ground. Struggling where? Backs, finding Hello. every hole that there was to find. Come on. And let me tell you something. I, I thought very highly of this Miami defense, especially the front. And then you get Cam Kitchens back, and I'm like, hey, Cam is the best player probably on that team, period. And yet, and still, UNC said, oh, you think your defense is pretty good? Okay, we'll run the ball when we want. We'll throw the ball when we want. We'll ice the game when we want, and y'all will do nothing but sit there and take it. And that's what happened. Now, I tell you, North Carolina did try to give that thing away towards the end, and I said no. Oh, absolutely. Listen. 
Now, wouldn't y'all want to piss down your leg when we really just trying to close this thing out? But I think we have to be one of those programs that goes up just enough because we still have a defense with some some holes that we're not, yeah. we're not quite there. We're not five stars where we're just unloading and all the things. But, you know, kudos to them for not squatting the bed or making it close enough to where we do have the threat of overtime or things like that. I think that speaks to the progress of the program, something that we can be hang our hats on. But as Mac Brown said, this is also a week where I've seen a Virginia team who's very much winning two games during Halloween squat the bed against, I mean, do well against the North Carolina team who ends up squatting the bed. So, like, I am not too high right now. I'm still right. I'm riding the tide. I got a question for you now. Here I got a question go. for you, okay? Did you watch the Oregon-Washington game? I did. did. I did. Now, now, many people are saying, if Mario is still at Oregon, how different is the world right now? Is is Bo Nix the Heisman frontrunner? Is Oregon undefeated? I'm not sure. That's a very not, interesting thought. Because is Tyler Van Dyke on his way to Heisman conversations? No. Because no, can he develop no. quarterbacks? I'm not Ooh. sure. Ooh. I mean, he got Justin Herbert under his belt, right? Justin Herbert is okay. I think, just, I think the Chargers are losing right now as we're recording this live show. But I, I, I don't do that. Right. Don't do, right. see you're gonna make me defend a quarterback on there. That's you know. <laughs> I, I'll let you win this week, but for you to torture me like that, that's just nasty. Now, that's just a nasty word. I'm just saying, you pick Miami. We just need to hold that L. So yeah, I, hey, listen, I take my L. I, you I you thought Miami was gonna bounce back? I was wrong. I thought that Miami was gonna say, you know what? Because here's the thing. Mario knows how close he is to losing that locker room. Or not, let me not say losing that locker room. Because you know how Mario they get when you say that. Please how don't. close he is, how close he is to um, Miami fans are not patient people. Let's just be very real, realistic about that. No fans are really patient, but Miami really, because Miami has seen championships. There is not a single age of Miami fan that like hasn't seen the championship except like toddlers, maybe. That's that's about it. Toddlers and teenagers. Toddlers and teenagers. That's it. Twenty people in their twenties, huh? If you're in your twenties, you saw Miami win a championship. They they last one was what? Oh two, right? So were these kids born in two thousand and five? If you were born, if you were so, if you were born in two thousand five, two thousand eight, you're not a twenty. You're not twenty. So if you you're a teenager, you haven't seen them. The point is, Miami fans (laughs) by and large have seen championships. Like they have seen like. Ray Lewis was walking through that door. Ed Reed was walking through that door. Willis McGahee, the great Sean Taylor, God rest his soul, was walking through that door. And now it's like, you know, they, they I understand why they're not playing. Because, again, some schools, a 10-win season and a New Year's Six Bowl game, they'll build you a statue at a lot of schools in the ACC. Absolutely. A lot of schools. Miami. Miami ain't one of them. No, no. <laughs> All right, let's end here. We don't have a lot of time, Kenton. So I know you want to make this short and sweet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't No, I know, but you gotta let it out because you it was you gave a little homer energy this past week by picking NC State. And the fans and I felt like Duke was gonna get this one. And they got the big one, even without Riley Leonard. So uh let me say this. Um NC State offensively was so inept, so thoroughly outcoached, so um so underprepared that you have to tip your cap to Duke and say, man, what a great game. What a great game defensively. What a great game. And and I would even say, I would say it was a combination of both. It was a combination of Duke dominance on defense because they're one of the top scoring, scoring defenses in the nation. But also you, you can't tell me, hey, Duke is out there making guys drop passes that are wide open. 
you can't you can't tell me that that you know Duke is making MJ throw absolute cookies to outside linebackers um, that are clearly in the passing window. But with that being said, you know, again, this is this is a game that thankfully for NC State is coming right before their bye week, so they can go ahead and strip that offense down to the studs this week. Uh, but you know, Duke, way to go. And um, hopefully they get Riley Leonard back. Hopefully he looks good too, because they're gonna need. They, you're not gonna beat Florida State with like a meh Riley Leonard. Riley, I'm not saying he got to go legend. He's got to be good. He's got. I to mean, be he's really still day to day, so who even knows if he's playing? But either way that goes, I feel like Duke credit to them for again not buying into the sophomore slump, right? Yeah. Being able to beat a in-state rival and I think if anything we start to look at Doran a little bit because you're saying Elko was able to make some drastic changes with a very blah program in two years I agree Mac Brown's return has been about what three to four years Mm -hmm. Doran been at NC State for how long now this is year 11 10 or 11 I think after a while people are going to start saying when it starts to be in your own backyard as everyone's should. everyone's spiraling, every you know, trending upward. That's what I was trying to do with that hand motion. Uh, we're looking at you, sir. What's going on? As they should. As they yeah. should. If you're not asking, here's here's my thing about Dorn. And many people feel like, oh, you've got to love him for forever because he was your head coach. I uh don't do fluff pieces or hit pieces. I tell you like it is. And here's what I'm gonna tell you about this program right now. This loss was as embarrassing as they come. And not embarrassing because, oh, this was Duke is a terrible team and you should have been. No, Duke is a very, very good team. Very good team. This is an embarrassing loss because your team showed up unprepared. They showed up. They didn't look like they were interested in winning. You're down three touchdowns in the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter, and you're just taking your sweet time. Fourth quarter. Now, you're down three touchdowns. You get a first down. You get two first downs. And y'all are just kind of walking up to the line, just – most, if you got a young quarterback, the best thing you can do is go hurry up because defenses can't call their most complicated stuff in that moment. They can't. They, they've got to go with their base, whatever they do, and that's what you've studied. That's what you practice all week. Now, yeah, teams still have some blitzes and certain things, but this is real vanilla stuff. You can't get truly you know, out there if you're going hurry up, and yet not one time, not one time did NC State go hurry up. Not one time. And you would think for a program that was so excited for this in-state rivalry matchup to happen, you would have come with your best, right? Yeah. You would think that would have been the like, listen, we've been waiting for this moment. We've been waiting to show recruits why, you know, that you should come here instead of going down the street. Like that's that was the moment for you to shine. And it sort of really was a missed opportunity. But this is this is why I say like, yeah, I hate UNC and all that, but I show up and prepare for every game the same way. Sure. Like that's that's just that's just who I was as a player, and my limitations were because I was physically limited. It was never a Ken doesn't want to do this, he doesn't want to show up, he don't. And to see what this team, and and also it's not just on the players because Tony Gibson, for all that you are, and the fact that people were considering you for the Browse Award, your defense still can't handle an unbalanced line. Why? Notre Dame scored on you in week two, eighty yarder with an unbalanced line. We see an unbalanced line against Duke, and they get an 83-yarder. It felt like an ugly version of deja vu because I'm seeing an unbalanced line and all of our defenders looking at the back of number seven's helmet like they're good barbers. Oh, my God, what is happening? 
And if you want to hear more of that, check out the Locked on Wolf podcast. So, I mean, he'll give a little breakdown and all the things. Oh, he, we actually are doing the film breakdown today. But the that. reality, the reality is very simple. Um, you know, Duke, again, they outplayed NC State, they outclassed NC State, they outcoached NC State, and that's all there is to it. Now we can't leave without showing the graphic because we need to have the update for people. Let's Absolutely. Absolutely. So the graphic, as y'all can see here. Uh, Candace is catching up to us now. Candace is catching up. However, the fans are in the lead, a very slim lead. This week they went three and two. Candace went four and one. I went two and three. That leaves us overall at fans 52 and 14. Myself at 51 and 15. And the first lady of Locked On, Candace Cooper, at 47 and 19. So. See, had you had a little belief in a number nine right there, maybe you would be tied. But see, you know what? Sometimes the the best hey, listen, advice get to you. I've never believed in uh, I've never believed in anything that the U.S. government does, and because they were so active in getting him back, I just struggled to believe in that. And so um, that's kind of you know where I stood there. But hey, you know what they say? You know what they say? When it's time to drop a bomb, our government is definitely gonna get it done. And Tez Walker caught him a couple bombs, so you know. Help, help help the church saints and on I'm that note saying. we're yeah, up and out of here make sure you download the podcast from anywhere you listen make sure you leave all these nice positive comments to us talk to us about how you feel about the outcomes of week seven games and get ready for the power rankings tomorrow i feel like it's gonna be real spicy louisville don't even don't even think don't even worry about it because you're not number one i can tell you that right now tell you that right now that leaves a little meat on the bone whatever you want to call it i tell you that right now Gaines Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.